Hey, what's going on, you guys? This is Dante. And Michelle. And you're tuned into Life, Instructions Not Included, a podcast where we try to find all the missing pieces to make our lives feel a little bit more normal. Coming from different walks of life, we'll try to spark conversation that mentally stimulates us and challenges the way we all think. Today, we're going to be talking about how side hustles are becoming more necessary to survive in today's world. But before we get into that, let's check in with each other. How? I'm dead. I'm tired. Okay. Really tired. It's been a long, long week so far. It's only Wednesday. Wednesday. So you came over, what, Sunday? I was dead already. And, yeah, it was my boy Mike's birthday over the weekend, and it was just a really, really long night for me. I've been drinking a long time. Drank like that in a long time. Actually, no. Yeah, I've been drinking a long time. Yeah, because I've been doing the plant sales. Do you drink at your plant sales? No. I probably take three shots at the most. Mm -hmm. Spread out from like a, what, a 10-hour span, you know? And so I think that was just a lot for the weekend and just getting everything on track because next week is going to be hectic for the plant shit because I'm not going to be working over at UW the whole week because we're closed. So I'm trying to plan that. And yeah, I mean... Nothing too crazy. Oh. Hold on. Let's let's go back really quick. So you drank, were not feeling well. How long did it set you back? Two days. It's a long time. Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, it was... I felt like shit. I couldn't get nothing done on Sunday. I was so pissed. But I think that after that, you know, I got back on track, working out a lot more, um, which is good. I'm, like, putting in time, sacrificing sleep, which is not good. Yeah. But I'm trying to get in, trying to shed, shed some pounds before Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And Hawaii's coming up soon, so. Well, I want to go back to this this thing with alcohol, though, because I feel like our relationship with alcohol is changing. You may or may not agree with me. I know in the beginning of the, the podcast, we said someone made a comment that said we sound like alcoholics or something because mm-hmm. we were going out so often. But I think um, our relationship with alcohol has changed over the year, at least for me. Like, I went to the bar the other night and didn't buy alcohol at all, mm-hmm. which was, that was different. Not saying I, like, I drink a lot or anything, but I could just tell there is a shift happening. I think we can all agree. We drink a lot. <laughs> there's there's no way to downplay this whole situation. I think that our generation, especially the people that we grew up with, mm-hmm. we drink way too much. Way too much. I mean, it's fun. But I think to say that we don't drink that much is a damn lie. Okay. Are you speaking for you? No, I'm speaking for you, too. I've seen your ass drunk as shit before. A couple times. But not, like, a lot in the last... So over, so when we went to Austin, you my sound husband really defensive right now. <laughs> it's no, okay. It's I want okay. I want to mention something because when we went to Austin a, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. my husband ended up getting a hangover, and when we woke up, you know, I'm expecting that we're gonna have a busy day. We're gonna start our days early. Like we're gonna wake up early and go. Mm-hmm. Instead, this guy had a hangover, and for a second, I was like, "What's a hangover?" I was like, oh, shoot, like, we haven't had this feeling. Either of us haven't had a hangover 
in a long time. So that does not mean that you don't drink a lot. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we, okay, fine, yes, we drink. I'm just saying the relationship with alcohol is definitely shifting okay. and changing. And I don't, I really don't like that feeling of, like, being sluggish or that feeling of, the feeling after a night full of drinking. And, like, in your case, it pushed you back a whole two days. And for someone who's so big on, like, there's not enough time in a day and I got to do my shit, I got to be on my shit, like, that's unfortunate. Oh, yeah, I was so pissed. So pissed. And let me ask you this. Are you going to do anything differently next time? Eat. <laughs> You're not <laughs> Yeah, you really, you really thought you had me there. <laughs> no. Um, no, no, so but I, think, I... I think the difference is that I didn't eat. So yeah. I really didn't eat the whole day. I probably had a bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. I was on the move trying to get a bunch of other shit done. Yeah. Took a few shots before I dipped out. And then once we got to the to the homie's house, I probably had like four shots back to back. And then I was trying to leave around 8 o'clock. I guess I didn't leave till about 1030. Mm-hmm. I said goodbye about six times. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> every single time I said goodbye, it was like a goodbye shot. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this ain't working. Mm-hmm. This was rough. So, yeah, just a little bit more food and maybe, yeah. Yeah, a little bit more food. I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, having a good time and, like, letting loose. But I guess I will say just that recovery part just sucks how, as we get older, our recovery time, like, increases. Yeah, well, when you said the whole what is a hangover thing, I haven't had a hangover in a long time. Mm -hmm. A really long time. But Sunday, you were hurt. Yeah, well, even after my birthday. Uh Like, you saw how I was on my birthday. (laughs) I was fine the next day. And so it's just, like, that day really fucked me up. Yeah, but I do agree. Throughout the years, our relationship with alcohol has changed. Um, Mine is mostly because of work. You know, I can't be going to work smelling like alcohol. (laughs) And on top of that, like, it just fucks up my whole morning. Or day. uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. So for me, I start my day around 5, right? Like, today I started around 4.30. And so that was just, like, really, it's always really, really tough. To get my day going. Early four thirty. Yeah, I had to get a workout in, in the morning. Left the house around five. Probably about three hours sleep in at four thirty. So I see someone's sleep schedule hasn't changed. It hasn't, unfortunately. (laughs) Oh man. Unfortunately, you know I'm on this method of like, I'm on this method, (laughs) trying to protect my time with um, time the time blocking method. You're familiar with that. Right? Creating a schedule? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I guess, yeah. But I think there's, there's like, a name to it. <laughs> I um, think it's called <laughs> Your Schedule. <laughs> That's yeah. <the> way. <laughs> and okay. I'm noticing... I, I, I hear what you're saying. I well, I'm you. noticing that, like, the planner that I have is not... Like, I thought it was good. I thought it was working for a while. Turns out I think I need a little bit something more... Um, descriptive in the planner and so I'm switching back over to the passion planner which has the hours from like 6 a.m. to say 10 p.m. blocked out in in half hour increments that way it's a better visual for me to see like okay so for example this is my schedule today from like 9 to 10 I was gonna work from this is how my head works too from 10 to 12 I was gonna go to my dentist appointment and then from 12 to 2 I was gonna go to work and then from 2.30 and on, we're going to work on the podcast. 
that sounds like a normal schedule. Yeah, but what happens, like, if I am um, running a little over on my time with work, then, like, everything gets pushed back, you know? So right now, like, I do feel like I'm behind, and I need to play catch-up, and... uh, I did the bare minimum at work, and I still need to play catch up on that end. I'm just feeling a little frazzled. Is Maybe that the word? Maybe you need to uh, better plan out your day. You think probably. so? Probably. Yeah, probably. So I used to do what you did, where I would put everything like back to back. And then the way that I work, I, I usually, like, let's say I had a two-hour work block. I don't stop at two hours. No matter what it is, I usually go for about three to four hours. That's why I need a certain amount of time mm-hmm. blocked out. Um, unless I'm doing two different types of work mixed in. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, my training, I have 10-minute breaks in between. I would do podcast stuff in the 10-minute break, right? So, what I figured out is that what I needed to do was have a kind of like a mental break session this i think this is in the atomic habits book it's a strategy where like you devote a certain amount of time within that hour on work mm-hmm. and then i think it's a 50 10 rule or something like that and then a small portion of it is devoted to you just relaxing you letting your mind be clear refresh yourself and then get back to work after that time is up yeah you know what i'm talking about or do you yeah. recall I haven't, I haven't, um, I don't recall it in the book exactly, Okay. but I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, it was part of the 5 a.m. club book. I didn't know if you oh, read see, that Oh, see, I'm yet. not part of the 5 a.m. club because yeah. I go to sleep at 1 a.m. Yeah, I need to find the 4 a.m. club book um, if they have one. That is so early. Yeah. But no, I, so when you said, like, do you think you need to plan your day out better? Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely I do. And you know what I would have to do? I'd have to be part of the 5 a.m. club <laughs> to get to get my day started going early. And I could, like, you know, we always talk about there's not enough hours in a day. And really, that's it. It's, like, because I think part of the 5 a.m. club is you wake up a, few, a couple hours earlier than you would. And you're gaining, like, how, like how many days, quote-unquote days, or how much time in a month or a year, right? Oh, hold on. So that might be part of it, but the main reason is that you're able to be more creative in the morning than you are further on in the day. That's why it's better to get up a little bit earlier and start your work day around that time. No, I feel like that would that could change on an individual basis, or that differs on an individual basis. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, I think there is research associated with it, but yeah. I'm definitely going to have to start figuring out how to be better with like my time management and time blocking this time blocking method if I want to protect my time because there is so much to do um quick update I think I've been talking about my art piece my my flower press press floral I mean the past few episodes right if I haven't um I've been working on a piece Uh, for this like staff art show that my work's having and I submitted it this past week and I have been getting nothing but great feedback thank you thank you and when I tell people someone was like this this isn't your first piece right and I was like can I be honest with you because I didn't know how to feel about it I was like this actually is and uh, they're just like again giving me praise and and great feedback which makes me really happy obviously so I'm like okay like I gotta keep going so that was like a a good nice push um 
you mentioned the other day that someone reached out to you about this plant sale and your plant nursery that you're doing. Oh yeah, Homegrown Michelle. Uh, she got the... Homegrown Michelle? Homegirl Michelle. Oh. Michelle and Danielle. I think that's I think that's her sister's name. Okay, so but two it's sisters. The, it's the ice cream place, which is... PJ's Creamery. Yep. PJ's Classic Creamery? I think so. Follow them on Instagram. <laughs> they have a shop opening up in the CD. If you're from Seattle, that is the Central District, and I'm pretty sure it's in the safe area of the Central District. So <laughs> go check them out. It's organic ice cream. They brought it out from California. I think they've been open since 2011. Uh-huh. So the shop should be opening soon. But Just in time for winter. <laughs> but what, what, what did they reach you out about, though? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was so busy trying to give them a shout out, man. Uh, what did they reach out about? So, when they stopped by, they bought. They actually stopped by twice, maybe three times. They bought a bunch of plants because their aunt, their great aunt, was really into gardening. And they're like, "Oh, it's so dope! I want to support people of color, especially like locally, uh, like local businesses, locally owned, right?" And so, they bought a bunch of stuff that people don't normally grow in Washington or in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And you typically need hot weather, but I'm like, nah, y'all got this. Like, throw this shit in the ground, make sure you got a lot of sun, you'll be good to go. And it worked out. And so they sent me pictures of the okra that they grew. Shit was They're, huge. Are they making okra ice cream? Nah, I okay. doubt it. I doubt it. Okra's, <laughs> You like okra? No, I don't, but... In Sinigang, you eat it? Okra? I don't. So I try... I make my Sinigang without okra. I used to eat it just to, like, feel healthy, but the fact that it's so slimy... After it's being cooked, it's just like, ugh, it grosses me out. Yeah. It grosses me out. But Sorry, sorry I, I just had to ask since they have the ice cream um, place. place. And- <laughs> nah, nah, nah. So they, they sent a picture of the okra, and then she also mentioned that she started, she put together her own garden beds. Cool. Because me and her great aunt inspired her to garden, and she's going to reach out next spring. That's awesome. Which is dope, yeah. I mean, as long as I'm still alive, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was dope (laughs) though to hear because you know I always get, I always get excited when I have clients, my training clients reach out and they're like, oh, thank you for being one of the best trainers I've had, thank you for really um, helping me out and supporting me and get to where I need to be. Without Mm -hmm. you, you know, I don't know how I'd be, how I'd be able to be where I'm at now. Nice. And I get those mess, I get those messages every year, which is fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. But to also hear that I could do another side project. And mm-hmm. have people get the same res- or get the same response from people mm-hmm. as well. It's pretty dope. It does feel good to get praise for sure. And at least for me, like that's like as I said, it, that's giving me a push and some more motivation. That like yep. I already had this vision of me going forward, but because I'm getting that positive feedback, I am more likely to. So one thing I would want to say to that, not to take away from your shine, Uh-oh. it's amazing. The project was Uh-oh. great. And you know, is. The project's done. So, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm on to the next really? one. I'm on to the next one. That's how you think. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, project is amazing. The thing, the artwork <laughs> that you put together, it was great. But don't make praise the deciding factor to whether you keep pushing or not. Mm. Because if you really depend on praise, when you do something that you think is amazing and other people don't, yeah. how are you going to push yourself to keep going? 
That's true. Yep. That is true. And that's what I was expecting, too. Like, when I was making this piece, I was like, you know, Michelle, like, this is just your first piece. It's not going to be great. It's only going to get better from yep. here. As you know, like, things get better with practice and time. And I was like, I'm just going to submit it because I needed to, because I wanted to. Like, that was my goal, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think just the fact that I am getting this kind of feedback, I'm like, all right, cool. Let's, you know, let's keep going with it. Yep. So. I guess that like brings us to our topic today when we talk about side hustles and why they're necessary in today's world. Why do you have your side hustle? I love plants. Psych. Okay, so the true story not is that... psych. I mean, this is true. I mean, that, that is true. That's not the reason, though. I think I mentioned in previous episodes why I started it. Long story short, pandemic, plenty of time. Found a new gig, right? But... You know, I'm a huge believer in people being able to grow their own produce because it tastes so much better. Yeah. And the fact that you have control of everything that goes into your soil and all that stuff is going to go into your food, right? And it's so easy. So easy. And I want to teach everybody how to be more sustainable. You know, I'm all about sustainability, which, you know, I'm not going to grow everything in the world. It's obvious. But I want to be able to grow what I can in my climate and help others achieve that same thing and know that it is really easy to do it because people think gardening is hard i was just gonna say i think the average person thinks gardening is hard and here you are saying like it's so easy <laughs> okay so hold on let me add let me add a little bit more to this also the other reason is because i'm going to connect both businesses so when i have the plant nursery there's actually a third business that i still need to talk to a friend about but when I have the plant business, I do want to have our own garden section for staff. I want that section to also provide for the staff and for the community, for the less fortunate. So I provide for the homeless and all that stuff if we can. And I also want to have the nursery provide cooking classes, healthy cooking classes, and make presentations within the gym. For people that don't know what they need to do. Cooking demos. And cool. we're going to link them with the nutritionist as well to do all that stuff. Still my idea? I don't give a fuck. Go ahead. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> great idea. And then on top of that, all the produce from the plant nursery want to be able to use that for the smoothie business. That's inside as well. your gym. So that's going to be leased out, but it's going to be a different company. Got it. Right? So everything's, everything's connected. It all intersects. Yes. Yes, it does. So that's, I mean, no easy way to say it, but I plan to do stuff that is going to help connect all businesses together to make it a little bit e a little bit easier and mm -hmm. smooth run. I think that's yeah. a smart idea. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yes. What about you? You had your floral press, press florals, floral preservation, however you want to call it. Floral preservation by pressed floral. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of just rolls off the tongue, don't you think? I think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I, I t also talked about it on the last episode. Yeah. About my, you know, my dad's take on giving people flowers and me saving my flowers from my, at the time, boyfriend um, in its natural state, like in its bouquet and just letting it dry mm -hmm. and not having that be, I kept it around for years, this like one particular bouquet mm -hmm. and it just sat on my bookshelf like dying. And I've always had this like fascination with the, floral stems like laid down or arranged a certain way so anyways um took that and I was like you know what I can do something with this and I've always wanted to be creative 
And I needed a hobby. Question. What's up? So I know that that's cool. that's why you're interested in it. Yeah. What is your purpose for it, though? I need it for the extra cash. <laughs> Shit. Okay. I mean, <laughs> okay. I forgot about that. I thought we were going to need a little bit more insightful, but okay. Oh, what were you hoping for? Well, I, I think there is another <laughs> underlying reason. I think you want to be able to preserve this memory for people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that too. That oh, too. Yeah, that yeah, too. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> you know, I was, I was thinking about. It's the... like it's like you talk to a doctor. Doc, you became a doc. You became a doctor to save people, not for the money. Oh yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. Oh yeah, like, he's in the middle of heart I... surgery and shit. Well, so to me, that's almost like a given. To me, it's like an obvious. Like yeah, yeah. There is a reason. I mean, I think it's all in the, the method of, floral preservation. We are preserving this for some kind of sentiment, right? And, I never thought about that at all. Really? I thought someone just walked by. They're like, "Oh shit, flowers," and then they just put it in as a bookmark. Oh, they're dry. Let me frame them. Oh, hey, art. I that's what yeah, I really true. thought of. I, I never really that. thought of moments. But my idea with where I want to take this floral preservation yeah. pressed floral. Oh god, that just sounds so good. Um, I do have like I have meaning behind it. I'm not going to talk about it right now on the pod, but. <laughs> So that's why you asked me. What was your purpose for for starting it? But okay. Sentimental reasons. I, I don't know how else to put it right now. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you found yourself a new hobby because apparently you needed one. I needed one. Yeah. My why? husband my husband told me for a little while that I needed a hobby. She said get a life. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounded like. How did this come about? <laughs> It's because he had his interests. So yeah. here, he has this. He has his hobby, which is buying cars and fixing them up. Hold on. First, how many cars y'all got? Well, at the moment, yeah, three only. He's got three. No, us. The two of us have oh, three okay, okay. vehicles. Um, but he, like, ever since high school, has always bought his project car. He'll work on it. Oh, he used to have a WRX, right? Back he's, in the day, he used to have a lot of cars. Bro. Mm-hmm. He used to have a lot of cars. So anyways, he would buy project cars, work on them, keep it for a while, sell it, move on to the next vehicle. Mm -hmm. And every time he would work on these cars, I've never really had a hobby before. And so you can imagine me, probably in the background. Just tagging along. Like, hey, (laughs) actually, I will say one time we did work on his Honda and I was like out there sanding the paint. And I did like a pretty good job, I think. But anyways, um, if you can imagine, like, when one partner in a relationship has the hobby and the other one doesn't, what do you think that does to the relationship? Oh, don't ask me, man. I've been rude (laughs) as fuck before. I've told people, like, hey, I had to sit down with someone and was like, hey, um, I I think it would be extremely important if you found interest in something outside of what I do. For real? Yeah, I I swear, I swear to God. Mm -hmm. And I really swear to God. But... Yeah, we sat down and I was like, well, okay, so the reason why I sat down and talked about it was because I was starting to lose my me time. Mm. So I I don't really dive into serious relationships because I feel like there's too much of an attachment, at least the people that I've been dating before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just, they don't have something for themselves. Mm-hmm. Or the people that I've dated don't have something for themselves. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, oh my God, you should find a hobby. Uh, we could go to the library and do some research. Let's find you one. I wonder, I wonder how many like people in relationships have come across this before where one person does have a hobby and the other one doesn't and what it does to the, the relationship. I'd but be, I'd be more interested in how many times is it problematic? Because mm. I feel like a lot of people do have hobbies. Uh-huh. Like a lot of rela- a lot of couples, one person will have the hobby uh-huh. and the other one starts to get interested in that oh, as well. Man. So they just find this common interest or they build this interest based on what their partner has, right? Which yeah. isn't a bad thing. I mean like yeah. fuck, if you're interested in it, go go ahead. Sure, sure, sure. Do sure. it. Sure, yeah. sure. Um so yeah, I found I finally found a hobby. And uh, <laughs> sorry, the way you say that it just sounds hilarious. I finally found a hobby. <laughs> oh my gosh. I actually found, and I found like more than one hobby, right? Uh-huh. Cause like press floral and then this podcast, which, you know, does take up a good chunk of our time, mm-hmm. but something like, okay. So my husband, he worked on cars. That was a hobby. That was like never a side hustle for him. He yeah. never turned that into something, I guess, profitable, and here, like, I am trying to turn press floral profitable. You with your plant nursery, profitable. Bam. Side hustle. Yeah. We have our reasons why. Bro, if I... People are tripping. What, so, what do you mean? So, again, I'm not about the money, right? Oh. I, do I like getting a lot of money? Yes. But it's not about the money for me. But when people come to these plant sales... Right, let's even start with the trading. When people are like, oh, your training prices are too low, you should bump it up. I'm like, I'm good. Mm, like, mm-hmm. people shouldn't have to pay too much for it. I, The rate that I go for, I think that's what I deserve at the moment. Uh, but with the plant stuff, people are like, oh, your prices are way too low, way too low. I'm like, mm-hmm. nah, bro, they're plants. You shouldn't have to pay fucking 20 bucks for a tomato plant. Mm-hmm. No fucking way. Put my shit down to $1. fifty to start right mm-hmm. they're like there's no way you're making money i'm like if you saw my spreadsheets mm-hmm. and how much people are buying i yeah. am a fucking millionaire as not Cam- really as my son cameron <laughs> would put it you're selling plants you must be rich did he say that <laughs> he did say that. oh did he <laughs> you know we we visited you and i think before i we came to visit you or even during the visit i was like you know uncle dante does this for work like mm-hmm. this is his job and he was like so he's rich. And I was like, yeah, ask Uncle Dante. That shit's crazy. That shit's crazy. Uh, but no, that's crazy because, like, people are so money hungry. And I feel like this day and age, rightfully so, right? Like, just to make ends meet. Yes. Well, they jump into these side hustles or hobbies for the money. And they're not passionate about it. So once you get, once you get into something, you make a quick buck. And then it dies down. You're not passionate about it enough to keep going through it. You try to find the next one, right? Mm -hmm. And people, again, yeah, they are money hungry, right? Mm -hmm. Because we need fucking money. So So, everybody goes for the hustle that gets you the the most money the quickest. So let me ask you this. So say I had a full-time job and I got a part-time job, a part-time gig. Yeah. Is that a side hustle? No. Why not? That's extra cash. You're You're not hustling for it. What differentiates... A part-time gig versus a hobby I am passionate about that makes me money. For me, a side hustle is something that you have to grind for. You have to build a strategy. You have to come up with a strategy in order to become successful. 
Because mm. let's say it's man-made to you. It's man-made, or it doesn't even—it doesn't even man-made. have to be man-made. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be created by you. You could be working for someone, but you still have your income is dependent on how much you work. It's so not a steady income. It it's is not, not. It's not a guaranteed income. Not a guaranteed income. Huh. So, like, let's I'm say, like... let's say, Uber, right, or Turo, or Airbnb. I think those are all side hustles because hmm. you're not guaranteed any money. Mm-hmm. If you were to get a part-time job, I see that as no. I see that. I see no difference in you having your main job, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey, we'll give you some extra money at a different pay if you do this different type of work." Hmm. So, for instance, like at the gym, they try to get me to gr- do group training for a different pay rate. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck no, that's not enough. But I mean, I could still do another job somewhere else and still get that same pay rate, right? But it's still the same hmm. same thing to me. Hmm. Okay. Same thing to me. I don't know that I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I think that's fine. If I can play devil's advocate a little bit here, to me, I mean, well, I was going to say, like, I do think maybe having a part-time gig could be, like, a side hustle. But I think in this day and age when I hear someone, oh, yeah, I have a side hustle it is more so people kind of creating their own business or business model and working for themselves. Mm -hmm. But I think about in the past, like for example, my mom, when I was younger, used to, like she had a full-time job and then on the side, she also did Avon. If you recall, that was like selling makeup or skincare or something. Mm -hmm. Which is, your income is dependent on the amount that you work. Or how hard you, how okay, many sales you make. Okay, depending on right? your sales. Okay, so in your definition, yeah, that was. But then, okay, hold on. I mean, there's so many other instances. So then you brought up an example of someone that has multiple part-time jobs or multiple full-time jobs. Yeah. Then which one is the main hustle? So what you're referring to the other day said, you know, I've had family members in the in the past where they have two full-time jobs in order to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, so which one's the main hustle? I don't know whichever one pays the most. I don't know. Really? And then, and then <laughs> there's the other one where someone has a full-time job and then they have one or two part-time jobs just to make ends meet. See, I would say that's your main source of income rather than what all three your of main hustle. No, because when two? you're sorry, I skipped the last portion you said because oh. you were talking about if you whatever job pays the most would be your yeah. main one. Your main hustle, I think of that as being like your main source of income. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like your perspective is a little bit diff- is different than mine, as far as like what a side hustle is. Yeah, yeah. I guess it, I'm thinking about side jobs. Yeah, because I think a side hustle. When I think a side job. Hustle, I'm yeah, like, someone's hustling. Yeah, and when you're hustling, you have to work for it, right? And so, I think that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess like you can have multiple jobs if you think it's a side hustle you think it's a side hustle it is what it is mm-hmm. yeah. but i mean going back to the avon thing my grandma did do avon as well mm-hmm. and yeah she was grinding she was crazy i mean i was i wasn't born yet when she was doing it they just moved from the philippines and my mom would tell me how that they couldn't afford a babysitter so what they had to do what she had to do was bring them when she did her door-to-door sales because you said oh she brought her children yeah so they were walking door to door she was selling hella fucking makeup she was the top seller in the region at one point oh wow and i think i mentioned before that she killed everybody with her kindness and i think they felt bad if they didn't buy from her Mm -hmm. um yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some low-key manipulation I mean, going on. she's a good salesman. Yeah, she'll try to sell anybody anything. It's, it's kind of a trip. But, <laughs> Did you yeah. say manipulation? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the kindest way. Yeah. Sweet manipulation. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, like, it's, these side hustle jobs, like these side hustle companies, they're still going on today. I remember in high school they had that mm-hmm. Cutco, that knife one. Mm. I don't think you know about I it. I never heard about it. I heard so many people in West Seattle, they would go to the seminars. Oh, for wow. You know, they're like, they hype everybody up with these fucking shiny and sharp knives and how they can cut, like, oh my gosh. cut a millimeter off of a tomato or something. Oh, my gosh. Did they even have their own chopping skills? Did you have to learn how to use them in order to sell them? Uh, I just think you needed <laughs> to make sure you didn't hurt anybody. I think that's the only thing. I think if I'm selling knives, I'm gonna give you a demo yeah. to show off the knife. Yeah, that's funny. No, I, I didn't know I wasn't invited. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to, to go back on what we were talking about before, as far as like needing the cash. Yeah. Right. I I do think that people jump into anything where they see dollar signs. As long sure. as they see dollar signs, they're like, "Fuck it, I'm jumping on this wave." Yeah. You know, same thing with the whole Bitcoin. During the pandemic, throwing all your money in certain certain investments, you don't care where the money goes. You just know that money's going to be coming in. It's temporary, but people know they're going to get a lot of money, hmm. and they're like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to do this." Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you want to be successful. Yeah, I think for me, I, I want to do it for the long run. I want to stay in it for the long run. You want to do it for the right reasons. Yeah, for the right reasons, but intentional with my approach. Yeah. Yeah. And still be successful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like there's some businesses out there you can't really trust because they are just money hungry and you don't know. Are you getting the best quality? I mean, like, I'm thinking about a t-shirt that's like $80 and I'm like, yes, quality, but is it really? I could justify it. Okay. If I look into the company and I believe their statement, yeah, yeah, fuck it, I'll buy it. Sure, (laughs) sure, sure. But do you think every company is like that, though? Oh, hell no. Yeah. Not at all. (laughs) Question. Last episode, you mentioned... We cut it out, but you did mention that (laughs) whatever job or whatever type of work gets you the most money should be your main hustle. I brought up something where I was like, hey, this person... Should be your main hustle? Should be your your main... No, should be your main hustle. So, the example I used was that I had a client that's in epidemiology. Mm -hmm. She has her PhD... Okay. We talked about how much she makes annually. Not like the pay range, the pay range, not okay. her specific pay. Then I realized like, oh, well, everybody that's gotten their PhD, they know how to code. So you can easily find a coding job and get paid more money. You say everyone with a PhD knows how to code? Yeah. They do? Yeah. You have to code. You have to code to get a PhD? No, no. When you're when you're doing your research, you are doing some coding within your program. What kind of coding are we referring to? I don't... What do you mean, what kind of? What kind of code are you referring to? Like, if you want to pull certain data, if you want to have, like, certain uh, programs run a certain way. I mean, if you're in the CS department, your whole life is fucking coding. Yeah. Um, I've got one person that's working on a mechanical heart, and they have to make sure certain pumps work at a certain rate. Okay. So they have to set machinery up with their code. Okay, gosh. I hope I'm really not sounding stupid right now. I did not know... I did not know that. Don't get me wrong. I probably wouldn't have known either. <laughs> I, I'm just like coding. PhD. Yeah. Okay. But I'm right. sure there are a bunch of other programs <laughs> where they don't code. 
Uh-huh. There's got to be a few others, but every person that I've trained that has okay. a PhD or okay. that's going for their PhD, they know how to code. Okay. So going back to the epidemiologist, she knows how to code. Mm-hmm. She can easily find a coding gig. I was like, maybe she does, she could do a side hustle, make a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. You said that she mm. probably has the wrong. Mm. She should probably switch those jobs, mm. and I that should be main hustle. And I then see where you're getting at. So we're talking about money, right? Yeah. You're saying, oh well, if she's gonna make more doing that, why doesn't she just do that? Yeah. My thought is that well, she's more passionate about mm-hmm. saving the world and making sure diseases don't get to other people. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now, for you... I see that, too. I understand. Okay. I see where you're going with this. So, now, for you, you could probably make more money doing UX design. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose to stick with your floral press, press floral, vacation, <laughs> oh. face, and grace and stuff, rather than UX? Floral preservation by pressed floral. I'll get it at some point. <laughs> um, why? Be- you're exactly right, because I was more passionate about it. I tried the UX, I tried the online program, and did not complete it. Which is, like, I, I still have some interest in it. I might still f- fix it. I might, I still... You might, might still what? Fix it. Um, you, said still, fi- you said full fix? <laughs> oh, I might still complete it. I don't know. Were you trying to say fulfill? And then I don't fix, know what I was trying then... to say. <laughs> Recording yeah. podcasts are so interesting. Sometimes you get, like tongue twisted tongue tied whatever anyways um uh, i might finish the program i don't know i might use the skills that i did learn and still practice them in some form or way in my life you should have i told you i was like you had a project that you needed to complete for your class right and i was like you know what you should create a display for our app uh-huh, yeah. For the podcast. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I still can. No, 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 no. Let's Just go back to when you said, yeah. Program. Oh, yeah, what yeah. You're like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> That's the end of the conversation. I'm like, all right. We know where this one's going. I still can. Um. So, so you chose passion. Passion over money. For sure. Yeah. And I think I always have, you know, from the days when my parents were like, go into medical, go into the medical field. No, I don't want to go into the medical field that way. Yep. Which is why I went to get my psychology degree. Yep. And because uh, I was more passionate about it. Yeah. See, folks, do it for the passion. So. Not for the salary. So I get it. You're right. So pretty much we're. <laughs> America's just money hungry. Yeah. And we're all fucked because, especially living in a city like Seattle, and I've, I've said this before. People, I think people who live in big cities, our perception of cost is totally skewed because it is not like this everywhere. So I think your perception of cost was totally skewed. Mm-hmm. No, it is. I mean, like, did you not have an idea of what New York, living in New York was like? No, 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 sure. But what I mean is like when I went over to Eastern Washington and I feel like the dollar goes a longer way over there or like you're able to get newer houses for how much and certain services are so much cheaper there than they are over here. I'm like... For sure. That's a complete mindfuck. That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Did I tell you how much my rent was? In Eastern Washington? Yeah, How much was your rent? 400 a month. That's crazy. Four hundred a month. Four hundred a month. One bedroom. I probably had seven hundred square feet. Yeah. This was two thousand and thirteen or fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
Same. Like, what the fuck? Same. When we lived in Utah, our two-bedroom, two-bathroom, over 1,200 square feet was about 1,200. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're not getting that anywhere near big cities. Yes, I know. So, you guys are good at budgeting, though, right? You We're and your husband, at- you guys have a spreadsheet? We have Excel a spreadsheet. We have a spreadsheet, yeah. yeah. We try. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Have you finally included your monetary goal in your budget? What do you mean? So how much money do you think you would want to make from your floral press, press for flagrations into your goals? Your no. Cost? You haven't? No. Okay. No, I'm not there. Have you thought about it? No. Okay. Not until this very moment. You should think about it. <laughs> Remember, you're the one with the business mindset here. <laughs> I'm a noob compared to you. Well, I mean, this is your side hustle, right? Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't mean I have, like, the mindset of it that some people have that is, like, more advanced and... So, what's it, gonna, I feel like it comes more easily to you what's than it gonna other t- people. What's it going to take for you to get there, then? Because initially you said you need the extra cash. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how are you going to incorporate this? How are you going to build up a plan to make sure that you're making it enough? It's worth your time. Mm-hmm. You know, what are your projections for yeah. X amount of months, you know? Yeah. This is what I hear from you as you say that. Yeah. I, pretty <laughs> much, <laughs> I pretty much get that I am too lax about my side hustle. Oh, okay. It's, it's not <laughs> a hustle yet. Show. It's just a side. It's not a, it's not a hustle. Yeah, it's just a side. <laughs> it's a side hobby. Okay. Um, it's a hobby about to turn side hustle, yeah. right? Which is what we've been talking about. Um, what's it going to take? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess this is for all the people that are like, I want to. answer, obviously. <laughs> well, for real though, like this is for all the people that are always like, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, you never take into account how many, how much things might cost. Oh my gosh. Is mean, it really worth your time? You mean it when people talk about all their I- billions of ideas that they yeah. have about like, my God, did I tell you last month I wanted to open up an indie, indie yeah, bookshop right. and, yeah. and like a plant store. And in the past I've been like, I want to open a bookshop that has like a bar in it, like all these ideas. And to that you're just like, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. So what? Yeah, I mean, I respect them. <laughs> the cool ideas is just like, well, what do we do with that information, you know? Oh, shout out to my boy Vince because... He's the one that Ooh, actually like. What does like, want to do? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so one day we were talking about something. Me, him. I think it was just me and him. We were pulled to the side. I think we were with a group, but we stepped to the side, and we were talking about how one of his coworkers. Oh, that's what it was. How one of his coworkers talks a lot, but he can't relate to what he's talking about. So it's all this information he's taking in, and he's just like, all right. What do I? Okay, cool. He doesn't know what to say. Vince doesn't. Yeah, know Vince what to say. was like he, he does he doesn't want to talk about the stuff that this that his coworker talks about. Okay. And then he's like, yeah, it's just pointless information that is brought up. And then I guess one day I said something to him, and I'm like, after I finished my sentence, I'm like, it's what I said was pointless, and I knew it was pointless, but I just needed you to accept it. So you're going to accept this pointless information. You're just going to take you? it. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know he doesn't like that shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because if people tell me pointless <laughs> shit, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'll hear you out. Uh-huh. And referring back to the whole business ideas, right? Yeah. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're going to do anything with it. But, mm-hmm. but hey, it's still, in the, it's still in the back of my head because I might bring it up later. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's so I'm not completely blocking you out. No, I'm accepting of it. You're you're accepting of it, but I will say it's you're a little hard on people. Oh hell yeah. Okay, okay, you're not a little, then you're a lot yeah. hard on people <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> for how fast you responded, you're hard. Because I think about, like, I have a friend who's like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, I need to do this, I need to do yeah. that with my life. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, seven years has passed and I've been saying the same thing and I'm st- I'm still nowhere, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So to that, I mean, you would, like, exactly bat an eye at that and be like, so what? Yeah. You're not going to do anything about it. For sure. But. You know, and people give people give me the same shit, too. They're like, Dante, you were supposed to do this a while ago. I'm like, yeah. I didn't lose track of it. Yeah. It's lined up with all these other things. If you were to look at my mental calendar. Yeah. Or my mental task list, shit would be fucking insane. Oh, my God. You know like, what I just pictured? What? Like a long-ass receipt from Rite Aid. <laughs> yeah. When you send my mental yeah. calendar and all yeah. your tasks on it. <laughs> For sure. But I think you need people in your circle like that where they're they stay on top of you, you know? And again, it's not their responsibility to do it, but I think that it's helpful to to remind the people around you that like, "Hey, you had a goal in mind. Are you still trying to do it?" Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And if they don't, whatever, that's on them. But if they still show some interest, it's like, okay, well, how are we going to help you get there? Mm-hmm. What can we do? We want to see you grow. You want to see your friends grow, right? For sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think a lot of people want to see others succeed, but they don't really, I guess, one, they don't know how to help them out. Mm-hmm. Two, they might not want to really help them out. Mm-hmm. Or three, the type of help they're willing to give I guess that still falls falls under they don't know how to, but the type of help that they want to give it just doesn't match up with what the other person needs. So we've already come to the conclusion that you have not added your monetary goals into this budget. Um, and again, you know that was like to, that was for the people that you know might be stuck on how do I get to that point? Yeah, because a lot of people might not be like, oh, I this is how much I want to make. Or mm-hmm. some people might not be worried, but maybe they should be worried because to get started is really fucking expensive. And when you do that, like, it's a crazy reality check. Yeah. What happens at first? I was like, with training, oh, I'm making good money. When these when when these checks start coming in or the payments start coming in, I'm like, this is looking great. Mm-hmm. And then I started calculating everything. I did my weekly schedule. How much money am I supposed to be making for the year, per month, per week, per client? Um, so that way I can budget everything else, all my bills and shit, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, this looks good. But I never thought about what happens when I don't have a client. Mm. A lot of people get sick. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go on vacation. Sometimes they got random events that pop up. Mm-hmm. And then when you start seeing, I'm going to call it sales, even though I'm not really selling anything like actively like traditional sales um you're still selling a service though. yeah it's yeah. it's still a service right mm-hmm. so when when my when my sales go down it drops down quick mm. really quick it drops down my annual so fast it's because like if i lose let's say i get one client that might be five thousand for the year it looks good on the spreadsheet but am i planning for what August and September when they go on vacation mm-hmm. or November and December when the holidays come in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not thinking of that. 
Mm. Yeah, until I saw the spreadsheet. Account for that. Yeah, and that's why I have the spreadsheet where I'm like, "Yo, you got to do it. You got to do it." And I'm doing. I just started doing that with the plant list this year. Okay. Last year I didn't really set any. I didn't have any spreadsheets. I didn't have the sales marked up. I just collected the money, wrote down how much money I had. I didn't write down my expenses, um, nor did I write down inventory at all. Hmm. This year I did it, and. Are you I in mean, the either green? way, I'm in the green. Okay. <laughs> either way, I'm in the fucking green. Are you in so the green? <laughs> last year, I was like, man, I'm making good money. And then when I made the spreadsheet this year, like, I was like, oh. what the fuck? Where'd this money go? <laughs> yeah, I was like, how did I lose this much? And then I, I looked at all my receipts. I was like, oh, yeah. I spent this, 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 and this. Yeah. But I realized I still had the stuff. And then, and then when I noticed like I was getting close to the red, I stopped my, I halted my expenses. Mm. I had to narrow down where am I gonna like. Where am I going to designate certain dollars mm-hmm. that is going to help me get some money? Yeah. And then when am I going to be allowed to make further purchases? Mm-hmm. And then so that helped me to see where, like, where do I spend most of my time doing my purchases and when do I spend most of my time marketing my, my product, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, at the very beginning, I think I was down like, actually it's not even that much. I was down like 800, okay. you know? Um, and I'm definitely not down 800 anymore. Okay. And, I mean, that shit jumped up quick, but I wouldn't yeah. have known unless I did the spreadsheets. For sure. Yeah. You do have to take that sort of thing into account. Definitely. And, and now I got to fucking do this to figure out how the fuck am I going to get a house. Yeah. With average prices of houses in Seattle rising to $950,000. Is it really 950 Yes. I was going to guess, like, yes. around seven, eight. But damn, nine fifty. Yeah, that's why I'm not looking in Seattle. Oh, a lot <laughs> of the, right down the street. Those are mostly million dollar houses. It's a nice neighborhood down the street. Well, first of all, this neighborhood that I'm in on, on this street is not that bad. <laughs> it's so funny because like when you're driving through Seattle, one side of the street can be nice and expensive, yeah. and then like two blocks down across the street, it's like not as nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Even like though, lock, like it's like lock your doors. Even though you're still in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, Not the same neighborhood. Definitely not. I mean, you're just two blocks away. It still ain't the same. This is a totally different world. You probably go into the same grocery store. I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) I always know, I I swear. I always wonder where people in the the nice neighborhood, I'm like, what grocery store do you use? Because... I'm sorry. I'm scared of all the grocery stores around here these days. Yeah, it's pretty bad around here. <laughs> Why does it have to be like this? Oh my gosh, my husband was just in San Francisco over the weekend for a bachelor party. Uh-huh. And he was talking about how everywhere they went, they were being warned of the smash and grabs. Do yeah. not leave anything that cars. is valuable in yeah. your cars. Uh-huh. Yeah, where they bring it in the cars, grab everything, right? Yeah, yeah. They know so you're like, in the rental. So everywhere they're like, yeah, be careful. Like, it's a known thing. And my husband was talking to about how they witnessed one firsthand in real time, like right in front of them. And he says, across the city, it's just smashed glass everywhere. Broken glass everywhere. I don't know the rest of the song. Oh, yeah. Broken uh, glass everywhere. Smash glass everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's like that everywhere. Uh, San Francisco's like that, too. I'm talking about San Francisco. Oh. I said he went to a bachelor party in San Francisco. Oh, why? I kept thinking of Arizona for some reason. I was like that over there, too? No, that's why I was kind of surprised. First thing that popped in my head was Frisco. Because they got... Frisco, my bad. SF. I think is what the locals call it. Oh, like 
I mean, I'm not a local, so. And then the tourists call it San Fran. Yeah. I tried saying that the other day in the car. I don't know why. San Fran? Yeah, yeah. I was just driving. I'm like. By yourself? Yeah, I was You're like, like. driving, driving, driving. San, San Fran. San Fran. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. It's weird. But, <laughs> but yeah, Frisco is like that. Yeah. Oh. Grocery thing I wanted to point out. Had a friend. She lived in Seward Park, right? Sorry, were you done with the whole smash and grab thing? Yeah. Okay, my bad. So, the grocery thing, you're talking about how everybody shops at the same grocery store. Yeah. Definitely not. Okay. So. So, if you live in Seward Park, what grocery store are you going to? Is there a PCC I don't know about? Don't fucking know. Is there I think a Whole they, Foods I don't I, know about? There, no, there used to be a PCC, actually. There in used Columbia to be. No, 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 no. no. Oh. It was on the third Columbia? story, the third story book. Three story really? book. Third place books. Third place books. That bookstore used to be PCC. Really? Yeah. Back in the day, I was and so Chuck's confused. And Chuck's and I guess so. I don't know. Oh my gosh. But anyways, it's like the, one of my favorite bookstores the, to go to. The friend at Seward Park. I would go over to her place all the time back at middle school, right? And one time I stayed for dinner, and I usually don't stay at other friends' places for dinner. Actually, I take that back. Most white families, I didn't stay at their place. For dinner. Okay. Because there wasn't really dinner off. Well. You weren't offered dinner? No, 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 no. I was, like, but I think it. dinner, you have to go home? I think it wasn't anything that I was really interested in eating. Oh, Let's okay. put it that way. Okay. So, after I started kicking it at her place a lot, I would just leave early. Because I knew they were going to have dinner around five. I'm like, man, I got food at the house. Let me just, let me go home real quick. And then one time, they're like, hey, Dante, you want to stay? Stay for dinner? I'm like, yeah, sure. They ordered Maya's. Ooh. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I yes. know Maya's. Oh my god, Maya's used to be so bomb. Good Mexican food. Bomb ass Mexican food. Oh, fuck. I can still taste the cheese and cheese enchiladas today. <laughs> Man, so anyways, I think what these rich people do is they just eat out all the time. I didn't oh. I've never seen them with grocery bags on the table. Oh. Never. In my life. And I was there almost every day. Hmm. Except for my boy hmm. Alex. Hmm. Hey, yeah, Alex. you know Alex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So they don't go to the grocery stores. They just they eat don't cake understand out. our struggle. <laughs> I'm not talking about white people. I'm talking about rich people. They don't. They're not cooking meals for they're, themselves. <laughs> they just do takeout. Yes, they're saying. the type of people that got dining tables you don't sit at. <laughs> <laughs> for real. See, funny thing is, you know what I mean. So. I guess. <laughs> I see it. I see it. I always wondered that, though. I always wondered that. You know, we went to the Fred Meyers or the Safeway in freaking in Burien the other week. Yeah. And there was someone putting the garbage cans on fire in okay. the store. Do what you got to do. They probably made money off of it. That's their side hustle. <laughs> I don't know how you're making money off of that, but shoot. TikTok. Making videos. Oh, yeah. You make grip off of TikTok. That's Gen Z's side hustle. Good thing I didn't open up the plant shop over uh, in over Renton, Renton. In yeah. downtown Renton, why? Man, I would have been struggling. Yeah? Well, because I would have to be there every fucking day. Yeah. That's what you do when you own a business. Well, <laughs> that is <laughs> Especially true. Especially a storefront. Well, for something for something that I just come home to and yeah. I open up on random days, I'm making a good amount of money. Yeah. And so Sometimes think you that, don't need storefronts. I think that's why a lot of like e-commerce takes think, place these days think about how many people were selling food during the pandemic you know yeah. they were slanging shit out of their house yeah, yeah, sushi yeah. out of the fucking crib 
Fucking sushi uh, out the trunk. Sushi. Oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> sounds really bad. Yeah, yeah, they were, man, they were hustling. It was crazy. I was talking to my husband about something earlier today because he's going to be taking a, um, a class. It is a, not a watchmaking class, but like a watch repair class. Okay. And he was talking about, you know, if if he does like it, he wants to take the next few classes, and oh. then from there. I'm like, oh, cool, like, you'll be everyone's, like, watch guy, watch repair guy, you know? People will just, like, come to you, hit you up. And he said something like, yeah, but if I'm not able to, then maybe I could get a side job, like, at a watch repair store. And to oh, that, I... really likes this shit. And to that, I just, I just kind of, like, stopped, and I was like, yeah, but you'd want to, like, why not just work for yourself and just work out of your home and create your own schedule? Yeah. Like, who do I sound like, Dante? You know? Who? Me when I. Who do you sound like? Who? Dante. Me. Who's Dante? Oh, my oh God. me. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But like I, I was like that? you know like why wouldn't you want to just set up shop in your home just taking orders and I think he was just saying like oh like if I can't or I don't know something maybe he's just like at the minimum I will work at like I'll have a a part-time job I'm thinking I don't want to put words in his mouth but I'm gonna get it at the minimum I'm gonna get a part-time job at a watch he's gonna shop. listen to this episode he's like yeah what the fuck I never said I wanted to fucking work part-time what the fuck are you talking about yeah 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 <laughs> sorry in advance nah. Dexter well, that's pretty dope though cause he he's really into watches right he is yeah I should have connected him with my um with my watch client come on man yeah, he's in Oregon now it was this doctor this plastic surgeon he was telling me about random shit then somehow we started talking about watches uh huh and then he was talking about how he's got these five hundred thousand dollar watches five hundred thousand dollars and that's like the minimum Did you just, minimum just, shit like these aren't like five hundred thousand dollar watches yeah these aren't watches that are that you'll see on like rap you know like rappers and artists they'll wear like the flashy shit Mm -hmm. the more trendy stuff right these are like true collectibles i'm sorry why does a watch cost five hundred thousand dollars limited run the quality of the work the type of time all the watch community is gonna come after me now including my husband it probably tells a story it better yeah. It better read me that story. Oh, same thing. I see. You it. better time travel for me. How oh, you tripping? It better be a time travel machine on my wrist if it costs five hundred thousand dollars. Well, I think of it like shoes. I mean, I'm not going to spend five hundred k on shoes because at some point they break down, right? But yeah. the shoes do tell a story. I <laughs> I would drop a couple racks on a pair of shoes if I knew that there were only there were less than a hundred made. Would you wear the shoe? Oh fuck yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. Just not letting it sit there. Hell no. I don't think I have any shoes that are unworn in my... He stopped, you guys. I got no no shoes. (laughs) I think I... No, I got one pair. One pair came in yesterday. Oh, I like them. I'm going to take them and shrink them. But, I mean, hey, if he does the watch thing, going back to the whole watch thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he likes it, that's dope. And I was like... That's pretty dope. I was like, look at us on our way to having side hustles. Well... You know, when you're questioning why he would work rather than work yeah. on his own time. Yeah. I think if you think about the way you work, too, and other people that work around you, you know, some people want to be managers. Some people want to be managed, right? Yeah. 
Uh-huh. And sometimes you just got to have people that tell you what to do. It makes life a lot easier. Mm-hmm. A lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My uncle doesn't get it, though. What do you mean? He came through one time. He was like, hey, yo. I was like, what's up? He goes, you and your cousin are the same. You guys both want to start your businesses. And a lot of people your age, they don't want to work for anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. why do you... Why don't you guys just find a decent job, well-paying, guaranteed hours, benefits? Mm-hmm. And like, it's not hard to have a manager. <sighs> I didn't know how to answer him because like there's a there's a lot of different reasons to why people do it mm-hmm. but the feeling of creating your own schedule and having the freedom to work start your work whenever you want to start your yeah. day whenever you want to yeah is amazing i agree yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> so as you were okay as you were talking about that <laughs> yeah i met someone in the past few months who is a dj and well-known in Seattle, right? He was on the radio for years. I won't say. I think I'll just keep it. We'll just keep it confidential. But a DJ around Seattle. Why are you killing me with your stories? All right, go ahead. (laughs) So anyways, so I met him. So, And this is the crazy thing. Met him. Didn't meet him as a DJ. I met him as this normal person. Okay. And once I found out who he was, I was like, oh, like, what are, what are you doing here? What are you doing working here? Because, I don't know, it just surprised me. And at some point he thought, I think maybe it had to do with the pandemic, but he was like, I didn't have any benefits. So working for yourself, do you not have benefits? No, you can. It's just, they're just expensive. Okay, okay. So when you work for someone else, they're subsidized. Is that the right term? I don't know. You just have to pay a portion. Okay. So anyway, so, you know, he had this, I want to say at one point it was his main job, DJ. And then at some point he wasn't getting benefits. So then he got like an actual kind of corporate job that is more steady and is more reliable that was able to give him what he needed. Right. Uh And he is still DJing. So... I mean, it just made me think. So what's the side hustle now? (laughs) What's the side hustle now? Yeah, you know, he's obviously passionate about DJ and he wants to do that, but he has to have this other job. Yeah. You got it. You got it. (laughs) I just, I mean, I feel like everyone's stories can be different with this. But. but I I hope people listen through so we can get to this part, so they can get to this part. Oh, yeah. That's another story. But, um. But yeah, benefits are expensive. You never looked at how much it would cost for benefits? Well, because you've, you've had decent jobs. I've, Meaning you've had jobs where you've lasted long enough to keep your benefits or to get benefits. And you didn't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. It could get as high as six to $700 per person. I've never had to be in the situation where I did not have benefits. Yeah. And have to be like, oh, shoot. If something does happen to me, how am I going to be able to afford, uh-huh. afford that or something? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to pay for my... Actually, no. I was like, what, maybe... Well, we're on our parents' benefit plan until, what, 25 or some shit like that? I thought it was like 26. 25, 26? I think, I think it's... Tw- okay, it doesn't matter. I don't anyway, know. Somewhere, somewhere around, around there. there. So, I'm at the gym, right? Coming up, like, man, I need to hurry up and get these benefits. And when you're a trainer, you have to work a certain amount of hours within a six-month period at most gyms okay. in order to get benefits. And it was taken forever because remember i was talking about cycles you know people go on vacation holidays Mm -hmm. come up and stuff yeah so you have to time it 
at the right moment when you start your schedule, like your workload. Because let's say you start in May, your job. Yeah. You work hella Mm -hmm. from May to June. Once July hits, everybody's fucking gone. Right? I I used to go from, what, 40 to 50 hours a week down to 10. During the summertime? Yeah, it was crazy. Anyways, I was close to benefits, didn't get them. Then I had to start looking for benefits um, on my own to pay by myself. Looking online, trying to find like the lowest possible amount. I made too much to get the free healthcare, and that's why I had to pay. The lowest amount that I could pay for to have decent benefits was about five to six hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Ugh. Guess how much I pay for benefits now? I don't know. Twenty five bucks. So that's why people are like, why don't you go with a safe job where they give you benefits you know you don't have to pay as much because it's expensive when you do it on your own yeah yeah it's almost like they and i don't know who they is but it is against people working for themselves to be able to afford certain necessities yeah you know it's expensive that's hard to hear well also so with me wanting to open up a gym Mm -hmm. i had to get a quote with how much it would cost to provide benefits for my employees yeah again it's cheaper but, fuck, it's a huge, a huge cost for me. Mm-hmm. Huge cost yeah, for me. Yeah, I think. So, fingers crossed my employees don't don't work that much. It's like I'm playing. I want to make sure all my employees got benefits. And are taken care of. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and are happy. And are happy. Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. Earlier in the episode, you asked me, why do we... Why do I have my side hustle? Or why do we have our side hustles? And we weren't talking about, like, the reasoning, our why, but more so the fact that we need it for income. Right? I think everything that we work for is for ends me, but I, that's not my primary purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, sure. I agree with you. For though. sure. I agree with you, though. It might not be your primary focus, but it is... It does need to be a form of income, and it does need to support you and your lifestyle. Yeah, Would yeah, you yeah. say? Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, what is this need for a side hustle, and why do we need it? Does that mean that a lot of people are living outside of their means? And what I mean by, like, living outside of your means, simply, you are not making enough money to cover your expenses, for the month. So for example, like if if my take home income for the month was four was three thousand, mm-hmm. but my monthly expenses and my spendings came out to four thousand. Yeah. I am simply I mean just living outside of my means. I think I can hold on, I feel like I could do either two things. I could get an extra job or a side hustle to help me out, or I can make better financial decisions. That would either require me cutting something out or essentially changing my lifestyle to a certain degree okay what were you gonna say so my mom the other day she (laughs) we were chilling we're on the couch and then my cousin she goes oh you graduated in kinesiology right i'm like yeah yeah yeah." she goes so you train people i'm like yeah where the fuck have you been at this whole time like yeah this your cousin danica yeah danica so I'm telling, my, I'm telling her what I do, and then my mom goes, yeah, that's his side hustle. I was like, Ooh. I was like what? Fuck you mean? And so the reason why I said that, I didn't cuss at anybody, but that was my... You can't tell people what you did. He turned his 
I neck. snapped my neck. I was like, what'd you say? And so the reason why I gave my mom that reaction is because it goes back to the whole nursing plan that your parents wanted you to do. My mom and my grandparents wanted me to go into the medical field or some type of science, hard science. Well, no, this is still, no, I guess it's not too much. Um, they wanted me to go into a hard science based career. So I was going to be an engineer and they were happy about that. So when it came to training, they don't understand what my schedule is like. So I used to joke about how much I make per hour. And then my mom was like, yeah, but how many hours do you work a week? I'm like, that don't matter. I make a lot per hour. And she didn't get I was joking. So every single time that I bring it up, she's always like, every single time I bring up training, she's always like, oh, yeah, that's a side hustle. I'm like, nah, this is. She said that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is this is my main thing. This is my main income. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you realize this is my business. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know that I have a business license and how I, she does know, but I think she keeps forgetting because I don't have an actual gym. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't understand how I, how I bring in my money, how my finances go. And I was like, yo, I file taxes every month, mom, with the government. Every I month? have a business. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I have to file every month. But yeah, so sorry that I just I just got distracted when you were talking about whatever you mentioned earlier. But <laughs> are we living outside of our yeah. means? So living outside of your means, I think that maybe it was like when you were younger. When I was younger, I was definitely living outside of my means. I think a lot of people our age are trying to catch up from when we were living outside of our means. What do you mean trying to catch up? Debt. They're trying to pay off their debt. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, debt is fucking insane. And I always wondered, what happened if we just all pay off our shit and we don't owe anybody anything? We get to a point where we don't need to borrow money. Or someone opens up a loan agency where the where the rates are down to like 0.5%. You know? Yeah, I get it's going to be tough, but it's going to be easier for people to give their money back. You know, you have short-term loans with really, really low interest rates. I'm sure there's a lot more to it, but, <laughs> but man, I keep thinking about how much debt we have in the U.S., and I think the average, at some point when I looked it up, the average amount of debt was sixty to 70000 Per person. Per person, yeah, which at first I thought it was crazy until I looked at all my statements, and I'm like, no, that's about <laughs> right. <laughs> that's about right. Easy. Yeah, I mean, living outside your means, I rarely do it now. Except when I say rarely, it's the shoes that come uh-huh. out. When I haven't bought any new clothes lately, no new whatever, just those shoes that came in mm-hmm. <laughs> that I've seen <laughs> that, that you saw. You're like, well, what is that? I felt ashamed, so I grabbed the you box. I was like, I was like, let me put them inside. And so I was like, please don't ashamed. see, please don't see. When you know you have to hide something from someone uh. is when that's when you know you have a problem. Yeah, my for grandpa. Sure. When you he left, does that? no, no, no. Oh, when, when I you, left, when you left, he goes, he goes. Oh, so how much were those shoes? I was like, I don't know. And he goes, Oh, how do you not know? I'm like, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. He goes, What? You don't remember? Like, yeah, All right, hundred bucks. Terrible. I don't know. Hundred twenty. Hundred forty. I, I don't know. Somewhere around there. Hundred sixty. Hundred sixty. Hundred eighty. Three. Three fifty. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So what? So he asked you about him after I left? Then what? No, that was, that was it. I oh. knew what he meant by that. It's like, why are you why are you spending all the money you're making? Mm-hmm. They, Him and my grandma used to say that all the time. All the time. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've, had, I've definitely had to take a look at my spending and saving 
throughout this year, uh-huh. you know, going from stay-at-home mom in Tri-Cities, where the cost of living was a little cheaper, back to the city, I mean, uh, gosh, I, I think about, like, I think about what is necessary versus not, and, you know, we did that, um, we did the exercise that you suggested yeah. of, you know, write down your expenses for the month or whatever, and that's why I was like, is it really necessary to have a Spotify? Is it really necessary to have a gym? Because those are some things that you considered necessary. Well, for some people, I think it really just depends on what people need to feel satisfied. And I think when I say satisfied, I don't mean like feeling good. I mean feeling fulfilled. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a difference there where where if you feel if you feel fulfilled you've met your goal of whatever you need to get to that certain type of emotion. Yeah. Right. And I I might even like take this back a little because I understand that some people's lifestyles, maybe they do require a gym membership of some sort more than other people. Yeah. It's not my lifestyle. I don't require it, but, but you're, I think other people may need it. So, (laughs) That's my that's my bad. All right. Well, what's one way you think that? I guess that seems like a route where you're going in the route where you're saying, okay, do you really need the side hustle, or do you need to manage your money better? Yeah. And I think that I would be worried for both. You know, of course, you want to make sure you're managing your money well, but just to be on the safe side, you should have another source of income. Shit's only going to go up. But There's, maybe some people are making enough at their one job, and they're fine. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I'm talking about the people that aren't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the people that aren't, you know? Yeah. Where you never know what's going to happen the next day. You want to make sure that you have some sources of income to back up those days where, oh, shit, you might be laid off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or you might get fired. Yeah. Or you, Like, you never really, fucking know. you never really know these days. Yeah. Especially with what just happened during the pandemic and... Yeah, shit was scary. I, like I said, my hours dropped. Yeah. Um, from from the seasons yeah. when the pandemic hit I went from I was working maybe about 60 hours a week that dropped down to about 22 because people started getting scared mm-hmm. then that dropped down to one one hour a week until they figured out what they can do to give us hours that's crazy because we didn't have Zoom set up uh-huh. no one was no one was prepared for this shit yeah 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 and so what well. I'm trying to say is like this is all for preparation to have a clear peace of mind in case some shit hits the fan. Yeah. Because I thought about this after the pandemic, I had to incorporate a different type of emergency plan. Yeah. Because there was a few articles I was reading about how different gyms are changing up their strategy when it comes to acquiring a, a better cash flow mm-hmm. when situations like this arise. And, you know, everyone has a different strategy, but I'm like, let me just make sure I get enough fucking money saved into an emergency fund to make sure I'm lasting for at least two to three years. Because I think before was about six to nine months. Gosh, is it two to three years is what they're saying now? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying for me. That's what I'm saying for me. I want to be able to feel comfortable for two to three years. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. In preparation, I see. In preparation, yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's crazy. You know, hopefully that gets people to realize that this side hustle... this side hustle thing shouldn't just be a oh shit hey let me do it when I have free time take this shit seriously you know if you're really passionate about what you do take that step forward learn a little bit more about 
your business Mm -hmm. that you're diving into Mm -hmm. and see how you can be a better version of yourself oh my gosh you guys remember that other episode where i was talking about dante's loving act or what what was it what's one act that you showed love or something and oh, I was like yeah. <laughs> I was like in your own Dante way you gave yeah. me that one hour long lecture outside of your house that was exactly it get it. your <laughs> shit together Michelle <laughs> but I did pick flowers in your grandpa's garden this past weekend yes uh, hoping those can get framed soon <laughs> It's a process, but yeah, definitely, I'm excited. You gonna have a new page? I'm gonna create something. Yeah. Yes, do it. Mm-hmm. I, do it. I am. Yeah. Save up for your future, your kids' future. Do you love your kids? Do you even love your kids? Of course, I love my and kids. Are you, what kind of are question you not, is that? Are, don't you want them to have a successful future? Absolutely. And don't you want the successful future to be supported by a successful business where you're pressing <laughs> flowers of flower press Floral florals? preservation by yes. press floral. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Oh my man. god, they're gonna be my little gardeners. No, oh, they were stressing me the fuck out, man. I had I was actually gonna ask you. So this past Sunday when we came over here, you gave them. I feel like it was like this long-awaited, long-overdue trip to your garden. You know, because yeah. they're interested in gardening, whether you believe it or not. After this Sunday, and um, you know, you were giving them a tour. You're trying to tell them this, this. Oh, smell this. Yeah. And uh, Isaac, once he saw the ants, oh, was just boy. like. Cameron ants. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all they got sidetracked. Right. But um no, they had a good time. And uh, you know, Cameron took some knowledge from you. They even picked some um <laughs> they even picked some tomatillos. Yeah. Off all your the- tree. Whatever you call it, your the bush, the plant. Yeah. The plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he say about the sunflower thing? He told his dad Yes. Told Dexter <laughs> something about uh, one seed. So you had them carry this the, the mammoth sunflowers. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. showing him like how to get the seeds out, and then, dude, he got it. It clicked with him, and he was telling Dex last night or whenever that was. He's like, I just gotta buy one sunflower, and I'm gonna make a million sunflowers. <laughs> it's and it's, it's true. True. <laughs> it's so true. It, it's true. <laughs> it's crazy and. Uh, again, for me, like that's just going to be temporary. If you teach people how to save their shit, then you're good to go. They're going to get sunflowers every year. Mm-hmm. Every year. But, I mean, oh, I easily got about 6,000 seeds, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 7,000 seeds. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. you, how was it having two kids in your garden? Because I know this is kind of like your... Um, um, this is your oasis. Yes. One thing I did not learn well after graduating college was that you need to learn how to dumb down things for people. Mm-hmm. You learned that you need to dumb down things. Yeah, so when training, you're supposed to learn how to not use the scientific terms and try to make try to simplify everything so people can understand. Uh-huh. And I'll simplify stuff, but in a way where they can learn how to incorporate it and figure out how to make changes based on the situation, right? Yeah. And so I think the struggle that I had with two kids in the garden is how do I turn this into a lesson plan but make it fun? Yeah. And then the thing is I got to realize it doesn't have to be a lesson plan. But I feel like it's boring if it's not a lesson plan. It's like, oh, hey, here's tomatoes. Here's a carrot. Here's an avocado tree. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, it's exciting, though. I think that when you bring... 
I think just being around kids in general, they get fucking excited about anything. Yeah. About anything. As long as you show excitement, they're going to enjoy it. Uh, the only thing that I wish they did was actually like smell certain scents or certain herbs. No, Isaac was like, nah, I ain't smelling that. No, I'm not holding that. Nah, bro, I'm good. But Cameron. Cameron goes, Cameron, he goes, hmm, okay. And then he just walks away. And then Isaac's like, Cameron, ants. Ooh, what? I was like, Cameron, smell this. Hmm. Okay. It's like, I don't know what he's processing. And I'm just like, all right, bro. Your reaction was so funny. I felt like, I was like, aw, damn. It's like you weren't, like, fulfilled or satisfied. (laughs) Like, you wanted more out of them. Well, I feel like I didn't satisfy his needs. Where, like, he could have... Did he need more fruits? I don't know, more herbs? Because on the other hand, Danica, when I'm taking her through the garden, she wants to be, I think, a food chemist, Mm -hmm. maybe. But... I'm showing her different herbs, and she's like, ooh, this smells good. Maybe I could pair this with this, and, you know, this works with that. Yeah. And it's not just about cooking, but figuring out how how and why things work well together. And I think uh-huh. that's what she's interested in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. Cool. So remember, we all have different journeys in life. What may be right for me might not be right for you, and vice versa. We're hoping this episode enlightened you and inspired you to bring up these types of conversations with your community. Hoping that you can be a part of our community. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at Life I and I Podcast. Catch you guys later. Till next time. Bye.